Welcome to Love Essie, the podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Love Essie, the podcast. This week, I'm back. Uh, Life was a little bit wild. You know how it is out there. Um, A little bit cray cray, a little bit woo woo. Uh, But I'm back this week. And this week, I'm doing Read What You Got Part 3. I'm pretty sure that I said I would be doing like a read what you got basically every month to sort of push myself to read the books I already own. Um, It's so easy to buy books, (laughs) borrow books, (laughs) and just sort of ignore the books that I've purchased that look at me with sad little forlorn eyes like, do you not see us? Does she not see? It's, It's that, um, that TikTok of like, do you see me? I see you. Like, does she not see it? Like, the books, the books are calling me, and I, I'm, you know, um, forcing my, not forcing myself, but reminding myself that I should read what I already have. I should read what I've got <laughs> because sometimes, um, as I will let you guys know, um, especially this week. I read books that I'm like, yo, this was so good. And like, it's just been sitting there. (laughs) Huh. Huh. Look at, look at the wonderful reading experience I could have already had. Now, it is also possible that I needed that book to show up when it did, as in like me picking to read it, not like it, like literally like walking into my face, but I needed it to happen at the moment that it happened because, you know, fate, but like a girl really, mm, okay. That's just, you know, anyway, anyway, so I've got four books that I owned and I read. Now, <laughs> I don't think I've ever really talked about the fact that I'm, I'm a really, really big, um, a digital reader. So when I was going to college uh, and laptop issues were going on, um, I realized I could read books on my phone for class. Um, I went to college here in New York City. I was a commuter student type, did not live on any campus because I went to City College um, and Borough of Manhattan Community College. Girl, there ain't no living on campus. And what? No, that, that was not my experience. I, I took the train or bus or both to school and then home. And in some, depending on where I was living at the time, because I was also moving a lot, my commute was anywhere from 20 minutes on the train to an hour and change on the train. So I realized that that was, you know, perfect time to do readings for school. And I just sort of got in the habit because also I realized, oh my God, I don't have to weigh my bag down with a million books because they can all just be on my phone. Now, a lot of you are like, Esther, I read digitally, but on a Kindle, on a phone, like I just can't do it. Here's the thing. I... At some point, bought a Kindle Fire because Amazon has some sort of sale. You know how they are. And girl, I think I read like four books on that and couldn't do it. A, because I was so used to being able to hold my phone in one hand. Um, couldn't really do that because it was bigger. It just, I don't know. I don't know. I know I'm weird because a lot of people who do read digitally are like on a phone. What kind of hint? What weirdo are you? And I'm like, I, 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 I don't know what to tell you. So... I say all of this because the first book I'm going to talk about is called Secret Crush Seduction by J.C. Lee, right? 
and I'm, you know, had read the first book in the airs of Hansel, loved it, loved that cover, loved this cover, purchased it. I'm pretty sure I purchased it during um books romance bookstore day or bookstore romance day. Now I can't remember which one it is, but whatever. Um last year. So yes, we all had to do stuff virtually, but like I legit was like what bookstores are like um participating and like I even ordered books from a bookstore in Alaska because I was like, well, why not share my dollars? And they like fully emailed me right away being like, ma'am, we're in Alaska and you're in New York. Are you lost? And I was like, I mean, no, I wanted to do this on purpose. And they were like, oh, and I was like, I just, I wanted to buy a bunch of books and I wanted to buy from all, like I wanted to spread out my money amongst all these different independent bookstores. And they were kind of like, that's really nice of you. But I think they were also thinking, but bitch, that's crazy. Anyway, that was when I bought the physical book. I didn't read it. I read the book, but I fully went to the Libby app, saw that it was available, and downloaded it to my phone and read it on my phone. So my gorgeous, stunning, real physical copy um, has not been touched. <laughs> so are you normal or are you weird like me? And do you borrow books from the library that you already own to read them digitally? <laughs> anyway. If you are cuckoo like me, please, please come join me. Join me on the wild side. So Secret Crush Seduction. We've got Adelaide Song and Michael Reynolds. And he is her older brother's like best friend. So if you like that trope of like one of them is has the hots for uh their siblings like friend then if this is a book for you um i did enjoy it i say that and you're like okay what's i did enjoy it but there were moments where i was kind of like michael i needed you to i needed you to say a little bit more i feel like he was a little too um closed off one of the things that I thought was really, really cool. So Adelaide um, works on this whole thing to create clothing for people on the autism spectrum because one of her closest friends has a sibling who has autism or who is on the spectrum. And I thought it was really interesting to be able to see because it, as I was reading that, I, it never would have occurred to me because I am not neurodivergent, how clothing could be so awful or just how clothing that isn't made with those people in mind could be so uncomfortable and just make life that much harder right I mean I think we all at some point have had a tag in something that has irritated us but we cut it out or we just get over it but what if that is something that is enough to like you cannot focus like it, you are not able to you know do anything or what if just all the clothing that you find you have to like modify on such a crazy level for it to work for you or you can only wear like really really like basic sweatsuits and it's like okay well I mean currently right now in the world that we live in basic sweatsuits might not be an issue but that's not always the case and 
you know, just because someone is on the autism spectrum doesn't mean that there shouldn't be evening wear for them, formal wear for them, you know, business, you know, casual and, you know, business, business, I don't know what the other word is, business formal wear for them. So I thought that was really, really cool. Um, and I really enjoyed that part of the story. The romance, there were moments where I was kind of like, I don't know about you two. And I think it was because at t- their reasons for why they were like doing this whole sneakaboo thing, I guess made sense, but at the same time, didn't quite make sense to me. And I definitely think that he needed to. I felt like it took a little too long for us, for at least me, the reader, to realize like why he was like, this can't be, you know, like, because as, as usual, it's like, it was one of those like, I'm crazy about her, but I can't give her the future she deserves. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this time to make some memories and then walk away so that she can live a better life with someone else. Okay, cool. But I didn't understand for what felt like too long for me um why he was you know gonna sacrifice um his love and whatnot I was like I don't get it like what's the issue here I don't I'm so confused and when it was finally sort of clear I was like okay but I'm gonna need a little bit more I'm gonna need a little bit more but that could just be me um that being said the cover on this oh so hot so hot like mm, anyway um Harlequin Desire covers are just, like, hitting it out of the park so well. Like, so well. Like, I think that those covers are doing amazing. Um, I definitely read another book. Um, Harlequin also will, like, always tease you with a chapter of another book because what do they want you to do but read more? And between the cover and that first chapter, I was like, oh, yeah. And then I went and read that on the library. And I was like, eh, no, this is not live up to the promise. Absolutely not. But the cover, oh, the cover, gorgeous, stunning, wonderful, out of this world. The book, hmm, mediocre, mediocre, upper mediocre as opposed to lower mediocre. Just no good. I mean, not terrible, but no good. Um, So, yeah. That was one of the first, uh, or that's the first one that I'm talking about that I actually like read, <laughs> that I own, even though I didn't technically read the, the copy I own, but whatever, but whatever. It's still a book I own and I've read it now. I now know what, what is contained on the inside of the pages of the book. It's not just decor in my room. Ha 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 ha. Sorry guys. Anyway. On to the next one, um, which also is a Harlequin. Ooh, are all? It just dawned on me. I think three of the four are Harlequins. Anyway, didn't do that on purpose. Didn't even realize until literally this second. Second book. Stolen to Wear His Crown by Marcella Bell. Uh, and this is a uh, number, the first book in the Queen's Guard. Uh, I think it's a three book, well, a little mini series or whatever. So, <laughs> you know how I was just talking about the cover. So this is a Harlequin Presents. So not Harlequin Desire. Harlequin Presents is you know was the red stripe across the top, white bot like background, circle in the middle, and that circle contains a picture of the couple. 
Um, I believe right now they've got the, let me go look at it because it's, that was like the older. Yes. Now Harlequin presents, it's doing that. I don't know what that, it's like the weird sort of kind of cut out of a diamond almost in red. The, the, the top sort of half is white. And then we've taken that circle and made it sort of like a half circle and filled the whole cover, whole bottom of the cover with the couple as opposed to them being middle with white on top and bottom. There's just white on the top. Anyway, the cover was gorgeous. The cover was stunning. So again, the cover and the premise, I was like, okay, I'm doing this. I'm doing this because I was like, oh my God, gorgeous couple. She's in this gorgeous yellow dress her hair looks natural like i looked at this cover assumed it was a black woman and was like all right yes can't wait then i started reading so firstly before i get to anything to do with the story um one of my peeves um is when books have crappy editing and by crappy editing i mean misspelled words and extra words i'm reading a sentence and i realize that there's a the like just extra words that shouldn't be there that then make the sentence incorrect because now we've put things where why i don't understand i am confused what happened did no one catch this how did no one catch this why did no one catch this I have questions. So that immediately already was kind of like, oh, really? How? What the? I tend to be a little, a little more lenient when it's self-pub because maybe you had an editor. Maybe you didn't. I don't know. But Harlequin? I'm sorry. Do you not? What? This is, excuse me, no, unacceptable, unacceptable. So that was enough for me to kind of be like, mm, mm, okay, but I was like, okay, we we can do this. And then I started reading and was kind of like, wait, what? Wait, what? What is happening here? Um, our heroine is literally kidnapped, deposited in front of the king, and married within, like, the first... Ed- what? This is a contemporary set in some fake country. Also, as I read, like I said, the cover led me to believe she was the black black woman, you know, the black person. As I read, I was like, this doesn't read as a black person. This reads as someone who has like curly ethnic hair and kind of darker skin tone, but not black, which is fine. Doesn't have to be. But the cover made me think otherwise, which is on me. Also, sometimes I don't mind fake European countries with random monarchies. Sometimes I'm like, I can't place this in the world. You haven't made it clear. Is this a fake monarchy adjacent to the Middle East? Adjacent? Where is it? Who borders it? She was also half German. And I was like, is her German mom a white woman? Not a white woman. None of this is clear. 
we never see her mom. We see his. There were many questions. I had many questions. I wanted to like it. I did. But I had many questions. She was 36. She had no friends. She was a virgin. I was confused. And the virginity thing is one thing. No friends? Like zero? Zilch? Nada? Not one? 36 years, guys. If she had been 19, which would have been creepy, or he had, you know, if everyone had been 36? You spent almost four decades on the earth and you have no friends? Also, it wasn't clear that he had friends. Well, maybe the palace guards. It was just... It could have been a really cool story. But between the editing and just the um, weirdness about everything... Like, who is kidnapping their bride from one part of the palace to the other? I'm probably spoiling it. So sorry. But she is there. I mean, this is in the very first chapter. So I'm sure if you did one of those sample, you would read this part. She is interviewing for a position on the King's Advisory Council and is on the premise. And then a SWAT team swoops in handcuffs her, drags her out to the king in a different part of this palace where she's then married to him in front of an archbishop. And that's that, because there was a betrothal agreement between their fathers. Excuse me? Why did you need to kidnap her? Why couldn't you just have... What? It was... It was weird. It was weird. I mean, it was drama, right? Ooh, drama. But why? Had the story been set in a much, in a different time period, aka not today, with computers and cell phones and all that jazz, then you could have maybe had the argument that, like, that's what was done, right? But then why would she be there for a science advisory council? It was, there were things. I had questions. So... Harlequin is doing really, really well with covers, right? Their covers are selling books. Not all books are living up to those covers. And that's okay. I mean, it's annoying, but it's okay, right? Um, sometimes we want to give uh, new to us authors a chance. And sometimes they wow us. And sometimes they're okay. And sometimes they disappoint us. And that's okay. But I definitely was kind of like, but okay, what is happening? What is happening? I do not like this. Why is this my life? Anyway, that was the second book that I was like, oh, I own this. And then I, I'm not going to lie, there was a small part of me that was like, god damn, I own this? Damn. But hey, like I said, took a chance. Didn't quite pan out the way I thought it would. And that, my friends, is okay. Next book. Careless Whispers by Cynthia Williams, which is number three in Jackson Falls. This is actually an advanced reader copy that I forgot I had and had to read because the book comes out March 30th. Yes, the book comes out Tuesday. <laughs> and thank God I found 
I figured that out because, ooh, girl, I legit had completely blanked on the fact that I had this art. I also own, I believe, one of, I think, the first book in this series. <laughs> didn't realize that until I had finished this arc because I haven't read that um but once I saw the cover I was like wait I, I own that oops so at some point I'll be reading that but I read book three and book three right I've got Elena Robido and um Alex Tyson and okay I enjoyed the book I did um and I think the book was really well written at the same time, I feel like Elena's father was hot garbage. And I didn't really like that it was like, we're still going to try and be a happy family when he did the things that he did. Um, it's, be, it's, it's explained throughout this book that he has messed with the lives of all of his three children. Elena is the oldest uh, her younger brother Byron, and then her youngest sister, youngest sister India, he has in some way or another manipulated all of their lives, and made messes of all of their lives in one way or another, um, that they've had to then overcome. Uh, in the way that the series works, I believe it's the brother's book is first, the sister, the youngest sister is second, and Alina is third. I was always rooting for her like I don't think I ever had a moment where I disliked Elena um I understood her motivations I understood the pain um and just all the 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 like shit she was dealing with that was driving her I didn't feel like anyone in her life including the hero um really stepped up to be there for her he tried but I feel like his attempts were a little, were not big enough. And I just had issues with a lot of how he handled things. Um, he wasn't a bad guy, but I feel like he could have stepped up more. Now, here's the thing. I say all of this because I say all of this, but then I think to myself, in some ways, this read really realistically, right? Um, in that I could picture real people living their life like these characters on this page. So I think that Sinithia did it in that. She did an incredible job. Like, oh my God. But I really was rooting for Elena. And I really, you know, when you have a heroine who is prickly because she has never been able to be vulnerable because every time she's attempted it it is turned into you know pain and betrayal all whatever all these things and then she ends up with a hero who is solely about her 100 percent all the time and like i feel like alex got there eventually but wasn't that always and the excuse was well business and I didn't really like that. I didn't really like that. Um, and I think that bothered me because I wanted him to kind of be like, business isn't more important than this woman. And what I feel for her and what we could have. And he did have his moment where he was like, well, 
she'll understand. And I think she would have if he had explained, but he didn't. It was one of those like, I'm not going to tell you, I'm just going to do the thing. But I don't think the thing will happen because I believe in you. And then, of course, she overhears that you did the thing. And she's kind of like, so you don't believe in me? It's like, no, I believe in you. But I just, you know, had contingency plans. It's like, you should have told her you had contingency plans. That you believed in her. But for these reasons, had contingency plans. And it had nothing to do with her specifically. And then she knows. But instead, she gets blindsided with the information. And you don't expect there to be hurt feelings. and Like, so that whole thing aggravated me but aside from that I did I loved her I loved her I even was aggravated with her siblings I was like y'all are acting like your dad isn't like a horrible shitty dude and okay was he some abusive psychopath no but I feel like the kind of stunts he pulled with his kids and the way he acted why do you talk to him why do you talk to him like no unacceptable so there was there were moments where I was kind of like Elena should just leave all of these people behind like every single one of them and go find someone else far away from all of them except for like her niece who's a teenager who was like adorable and wonderful um but aside from like me being like Alex you kind of dropped the ball aside from that I did enjoy it. Um, and I think it's a longer book because there were definitely was a moment where I was like, ah, this is, and I, I like, like, we're almost close to the end. And I was like, we're not. Oh, there's more. Oh, what's happening? Oh my God. Um, but I think it was really, really well done. Um, but I also feel like I don't want to read the youngest sister's book because she really annoyed me in this one. So I'm kind of like, ooh, girl, I don't care about you your love story um it's also weird because she's with her sister's ex-husband and i don't know how i feel about that i don't those kind of books i'm usually like eh, i don't want to read this but i read it and i did enjoy it and i i the cover is also really really gorgeous and um i was like elena elena all day i mean was she bitchy fuck yeah but i feel like it was explained to us over and over again her reasons why and she was also like stupidly competent and i don't know i just i was in her corner and felt like homeboy should have been in her corner way more than he actually was so i was was a little tiffed with him i was a little tiffed but she loved him so i love him it's fine it's fine all right, and then I have another Harlequin. This is a Harlequin Nocturne, which I believe that Line is no longer um, producing books. Uh, but it's called Seducing the Jackal by Suracia Glass. And it's number one in Sons of Anubis. And I'm pre- I feel like at some point during the summer, um, maybe early on, there was a conversation, a, a Twitter thread, talking about um, shifter romances with people of color and, and black people. And because I realized as I'm going through like books, I, own, I was like, I bought a bunch of stuff that was like black 
shifters and blood, right? So I come across this and it's like, this has been sitting in my Apple, you know, Apple books this whole time. It's so stupid. Uh, so I started reading it and uh, first of all, blazed through that. Like, so fa- like I literally read it in one sitting. I was kind of like, <gasps> so this, this is the first book. There's a total of three. Um, so here is something really interesting. The cover, we've got a black, a darker skinned black woman and the guy is like white like there's sort of this like a red haze almost like you know so i'm like i don't think he's he looks like a white dude when i was reading it he read to me as a black man like i think i got to the end and looked at the cover again and i was like he's supposed to be white oh well i was imagining a black man this whole time so whatever sir go away (laughs) you is not my hero um so I thought that just sort of like, I was like, wait, what? Like, this is, this is not what I pictured based on what I read. I don't know why, but it's just not what I pictured. So this book, right, um, the lore, I guess for, so it's a paranormal, obviously, because we've got shifters. We've got shifters and we've got witches. Um, there are, the sons of Anubis are shift into jackals and there are both male and female. Um, members so because you hear sons of anubis and you would you know uh, most likely think men and there are are authors who have written series where only like male shifters only and whenever they have babies they only have men blah 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 blah. so they always have to have sex with human women to pro- you know, populate the race whatever that is not what seems to be happening in this book because there are both male and female jackals but they all are, I guess the umbrella term is sons of Anubis. Whether or not, it's not explained, at least in this book, if female jackals are rare, which might be, or if only the men used to, who were jackal, used to be part of this brotherhood that is fighting against um, the bad guy or the bad people. Because that might also be the case, right? Because it's, so if you're like, what do you mean esther anubis think egypt think egyptian mythology right on the witch side we've got the daughters of isis so clearly our lord is coming from egyptian mythology um and our hero marcus talks about being alive for at least a millennia so he old he old old um so this we're talking about people or characters that are living for crazy lifetimes and um are from a specific region and so the daughters of isis right are witches and they can cast spells and then the sons of anubis can shift into jackals and they can either do a half shift or a full shift from what we see in this first book which i thought was really cool um because there are depending on which author you're reading um, the way they've set their world up, a shifter might have to only do a full shift or can, might be able to do partial shifts. And in the case of this, um, the Sons of Anubis can do both. They can fully shift into jackals, but they can also just half shift or I think they can just do even partial shifts. Like they need to lengthen their claws or their canines, which those are partial shifts, right? 
you're shifting from your human sort of physiology to your um, animal or other physiology. What I think was done really, really well, because it's a Harlequin Nocturne, it's not long, right? But I think what was done really, really well was it was clear who were the bad guys, what had, um, there's, there's a mystery to be solved and it gets solved. There's a curse and, you know, we see all of that. But I understood, you know, what was happening between all the characters. I understood what this world like what the parameters of this world were right that the sons of Nubis were these people and the daughters of Isis um and to be able to do that I think in such a small book where I was very clear on what on what the um what the mythology of this world was I think is incredible because I've definitely read shifter books that have been short and I've kind of been like I'm not sure what's happened, why this happened, or what about this. And in this, it was very clear to me what each piece of this world, like, sort of meant. Because it's taking place in, quote-unquote, a contemporary sort of um, moment, because she has a cell phone at, like, one point, he's able to track her due to her cell phone. So we're in present-day contemporary, but it I felt like it was really clear the lines of the history from contemporary to the past. And again, in a nocturne, in a Harlequin nocturne, to do that and do it well, I was like, okay, seriously. Yeah. I like definitely like searched um, on the library, borrowed the other books. I will probably be buying them once I've read them. Um, and I'm going to start looking for more books by her, um, which I didn't see a whole lot. So she may no longer be writing which heartbreak but at least we got what we got um so I was it was one of those things where I read it and I was like so this has been on my phone this whole time I could have been reading this this whole time the f the f um and as you guys know I love shifter books always like paranormal that I'm always like looking to read more um because I'm always really sort of interested to see how each author does that right creates or gives us the lore explaining why these people turn into animals these people can do spells these people can shoot you know lightning from their eyeballs actually i don't think i've read anybody who does that ideas people people who shoot lightning from their eyeballs also if you're an author and you're like i want to do a shifter book but i don't want to do like the usual animals I have not seen owl shifters and I would love owl shifters because owls are so cool and that would be dope. I'm just saying. I mean, you could literally pick any animal, any animal, and I would probably read it. Animal though. Insects, whole different ballgame. Don't, don't, don't go there. <laughs> just don't. Uh, But animals, girl, I would be... I do really like birds of prey, so any bird of prey, shifter book. Yes. Yes. But that's just, you know, me wanting, creating a wish list of what I would like to see, jizz. So yeah, those are the four books that I read this week that, you know, I owned. I did read others, but I don't own them. They belong to the library. Um, And so... 
I'm not going to talk about them in read what you got because I don't got them <laughs> because they're not mine. But I definitely am really thankful that um, Shades and Pages and um, Brazen Babe Reviews created this hashtag because I definitely feel like it is helping me to remember to read the stuff I already own to to instead of like going and getting more recs on Instagram going to my Apple Books um, app my Kindle app my Kobo app my Google Play app my bookshelf and picking up something that I purchased because the reason I purchased it was because I wanted to read it and I didn't read it in the moment because life crazy whatever but there's never a bad time to read something you already own never a bad time all right I'm gonna pause here and I'm gonna come back it's gonna be time for gratitude latitude all right so it's time for gratitude latitude so this week um some of the things that i'm grateful for this week so the first is my apple watch and you're gonna be like eh, why honestly the biggest reason is it reminds me to stand up every hour um i work from home i'm on the computer you know entering in data and you know editing whatever data it's boring i don't like it but whatever um and so it's really easy to forget to move like out of my seat and like if i haven't moved enough within an hour at the 50 minute mark my apple watch is like skirt skirt you might want to get up and move around a bit girl and honestly i really appreciate that and i'm so thankful because I know that without it, I would probably just sit and then all of a sudden, six hours in, be like, I'm in pain. And it'd be like, because you haven't moved in six hours, you dim-witted fool. Um, I also like that uh, with the Apple Watch, I can set alarms to remind myself to eat and to remind myself to wrap up work. And it, you know, discreetly buzzes on my wrist because my phone is on silent, like, perpetually. <laughs> I don't believe in ringtones ew um so this is a really great way for me to just like do my best to try to be a little bit more mobile and active during the day and not you know miss out on really important things like eating and drinking water and clocking out from work on time so that's the first thing um the second thing that i'm really grateful for this week um is so (laughs) i really love fuzzy socks like i really really love them like a lot of people have house slippers slippers i just have like a wide collection of fuzzy socks because they're multi-purpose to me um i can wear them to bed to keep my feet warm because i'm definitely one of those people that's like i can't sleep if my feet are cold like i just i cannot sleep like i will wake up like my body will be like we're too cold (laughs) so now we're awake beach and i'm like oh god um but i also like can walk around the house and my feet feel like warm and cozy and i've also taken them with me when traveling and so my fuzzy socks like have been just they're so nice like i'm so glad that they exist um and i'm able to just like be able to wear them because they really like they keep my feet warm while I'm sitting, like, like, like as I was saying, when I'm sitting 
working and it's like like they keep my feet warm and sometimes you don't really think about how important that kind of comfort is until like you forget um because I've definitely like sometimes fallen asleep without the fuzzy socks on and I've woken up because I got cold and that's annoying (laughs) annoying I don't like don't recommend it um zero out of ten And then the third thing that I am grateful for this week is you're all going to laugh. You're all going to laugh. You're going to be like, really, girl? Really? But it's a sleeping lip mask from Laneige. Laneige? Laneige? Whatever. I don't know how to say it. Um, So so for his birthday gift included a little like you could choose the Linnea whoa la Niege gift set which included a mask a moisturizer and the little lip mask and I tried it and I was like oh I kind of like this and then I saw someone on Instagram be like I wear this under my mask when I go out and it was at Marshall's so I went to TJ Maxx actually not Marshall's but same same diff they're the same company um and found two and Yo, I put that stuff on before I go to bed. And since I've been putting that on, I don't wake up with chapped lips at all. Like, at all. I've also, if I know, like, if I'm going to just, like, the bodega or somewhere close, regular lip balm. But if I know, like, when I do my longer walks, like, I know that I'm, like, I'm planning on leaving the house and doing four miles today. like like, like, that's just the initial walk i may end up doing a three whatever i know that i'm gonna be out of the house for upwards of four hours i put that stuff underneath the mask and i'm double masking because i'm in new york and you know girl girl trying to stay safe out here yo yo my lips are not like dry they're not dry it's it's crazy i love it and yo, before the pandemic, I think Laneige did have lip the lip mask thing. And I didn't understand. And I was like, mm, who needs that? That's dumb. Now, girl, girl, if you can get yourself this, get it. Try it. I'm just saying. Now, I will say I am lucky that I'm not allergic to many, if anything. And I'm not allergic to this, so I slather shit on my... I don't slather, because that's the other thing. A little bit goes a long way, girl. It's just a little bloop. A little bloop on my top and bottom lip. And I go to sleep, and I wake up in the morning, and I... Yo. Game changer. Game changer. And it's weird, because, again, pre-pandemic, I would have been like, what are you talking about? Pre-pandemic, I was using, like, Carmex random oils karmic like but this stuff yo i ain't going back i ain't going back i ain't going back because i know like i hear a lot of people talking like oh with the mask and everything like my lips are so dry so fucked up i'm like mine are not (laughs) that being said i will i will buy lip balm if i'm out and i forgot to pack some I will purposely buy like four and five packs, throw one in every bag, in every coat pocket. I do not believe in ever being without it. I just, 
and usually my fanny bag because I wear one um but not like at the waist girl no since high school been wearing that shit crossbody will be wearing that shit crossbody till the day I die anyway I usually carry two to three like lip balms like different ones on me just in general I'm just I just chapped lip ester (laughs) Uh uh-uh not now not ever not in this lifetime the next the past the one before that the one no won't do it won't do it so yeah that that lineage like i was like i just spent 30 dollars on these two because they were 14 dollars uh or 14.99 at tj maxx but they're like 22 something or 24 at sephora them $30 was worth it. Was worth it. Because, ooh, like I said, no chap lips. So, I love it. Alright, so that's it for this week's gratitude. Latitude. Um, I will see you guys next week. And by see, I mean you will hear me. Because <laughs> this is not a video. This is just audio. Um, but I'll be back next week. Um... If you thought the little intro was cute, please tell me. If you thought the little intro was trash, hot garbage, also tell me. <laughs> Feedback, please. I beg. I beg. Um, would love it. It would make me so happy. Deep down inside. Thank you. Um, so yeah, everyone, take care. Be kind to yourselves. Be kind to others. Um, drink water. I say this every week, but it's really a reminder to me, also to you, drink water. Um, Don't forget to put sunscreen on because skin cancer doesn't care how much melanin you have. Um, And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.